Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. So you lost an immigration court, what to do? What can you do? Well, a lot of people, they want to jump right in front of, um, you know, the federal judge. They want to bypass all the other, you know, avenues. They want to get right to where they think they're going to win. That is not going to work. Uh, let me explain why. Let me explain a uh, legal principle here. It's called exhaustion of administrative remedies. Okay? And let me tell you what that means. That means that a judicial uh, judge, one appointed, by the time it gets to this, it would be one appointed by the president, uh, one who hears not just immigration stuff, uh, but uh, will listen to all stuff that comes through uh, that particular court. They cannot hear anything from an administrative agency, which immigration is, okay? It, all the <clears throat> stuff that you go through with USCIS, with the asylum office, with immigration court, with the Board of Immigration Appeals, those are all administrative judges, administrative officials, and so forth. Only when it gets up to the Circuit Court of Appeals, which again, if you're, you know, if you're like you're in California, that'd be the Ninth Circuit. If you're in Florida, it's the Eleventh Circuit. If you're in Texas, it's the Fifth Circuit, and so on. Only when you get up to there do you get a judicial judge that is no longer under the ambit of an administrative agency. They will not listen to your case unless you have exhausted all your administrative remedies. So you have to look at the administrative rules of where you are, and you have to do everything it says to do in regards to an appeal or a motion to reopen or whatever it says to do in order to get up to a judicial forum. Okay? So, for example, let's say, I'll give you the line of things. Let's say that you come into the U.S. and you affirmatively apply for asylum. And it goes to USCIS, gets transferred to an asylum office, you get an interview, and they don't believe you or they don't think you fall under the proper provisions. And that officer sends a letter to you saying, we are not going to grant your asylum. We're going to send you to immigration court and you are going to uh, basically de novo or from the beginning have your whole immigration case in front of the immigration judge. So then you go to the immigration judge and you present your case, you put on witnesses, you pre 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 present the closing arguments and so forth, and the immigration judge gives you a 20-minute oral hearing of why she is denying the case, okay? Of, of what it is that you did not present, of the evidence that you did not do, whatever it is, 
It's all listed in that oral decision, which uh, in immigration court, they press a button on a tape recorder, believe it or not, and it records everything um, and, and so forth. When you get that decision, you must appeal it under the administrative rules to the Board of Immigration Appeals. Okay? And just as a side note, it's not just the BIA, which is the Board of Immigration Appeals. If you're doing a labor certification, that goes to BALCA. If you're doing various visa petitions, that goes to the AAO, or Administrative Appeals Unit. So there's different agencies under the umbrella of the administrative agency where everything happens in immigration that you have to follow the rules in order to ultimately get to the judicial judge or the circuit courts of appeal. So going back to where we were, you then have 30 days to file your notice of appeal to the BIA. They then uh, send you out a briefing schedule and a notice of whether you want to appear in person or not to argue the case. Uh, you then do your opening brief, immigration does the responding brief, and then you can do an, you know, a response to their opposition brief. And eventually, you know, if you're not in detention, a year and a half, two years later, you get a decision from the BIA. And then, and only then, are you able to then do a petition for review to the Circuit Court of Appeals. And that's the first time you get in front of a federal judge who, again, listens to all kinds of cases that are federal, employment, tax, you know, uh, criminal, just all kinds. Um, and from there, of course, you have, like I said, 30 days from the denial from the BIA to file the petition for review. That doesn't mean 31 days. It doesn't mean 30 days and five minutes. It means within 30 days. And you get that up there. And then you begin the whole process with the uh, petition for review, which basically is an appeal to the Circuit Court of Appeals. And then there's all kinds of places you can go, depending if you lose there. But at least uh, once you get it there, they will hopefully listen to your case and rule on the merits. If you do not exhaust your administrative remedies, then once it gets up to a circuit court, they will dismiss it flat out. They will say, it doesn't matter how good your case is. It doesn't matter if you have the best asylum case in the world and the drug was smoking and not paying attention to you when you were presenting your case and denied it for absolutely biased reasons. Doesn't matter. If you don't exhaust your administrative remedies, once it gets to the circuit court, they will simply dismiss it because of that. And of course, once they dismiss it because of that, you will have lost, doubly lost, because you won't be able to get it in front of the circuit court. It's too late to get it at the Board of Immigration Appeals because you've already passed the 30-day deadline. So you can't play around with this particular rule. You have to understand the basis for it. The basis for it is if they allowed anybody at any time to go up to a circuit court, they'd have 10 times more cases. 
and they can't handle that and they need the procedure to follow the rules the the rules of the administrative agency are meant to give the person an opportunity to have a decision heard to be in front of an administrative judge to appeal that decision if it's not correct okay um, so all of that is built into the administrative rules uh, to give the person an opportunity to resolve their case before it ever hits the Circuit Court of Appeals. Because once it hits the Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, you know, you're years down the line. But then that is the first time that you are able to actually uh, have them rule on various constitutional issues and various issues that... Uh, even though you brought them up at the administrative level, they couldn't rule on because, you know, it is the precedent at that point. But once it gets up to the circuit court, you have a much better chance of making those constitutional arguments and winning. Okay, so that in a nutshell is everything you need to know about exhaustion of administrative remedies. Okay. Short cast club.